Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Rewrite the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. Well, it has been a minute since I've done a solo episode, but I wanted to hop on and I'll try and stick to the subject at hand, which is spring and the season of spring and what that, what the possibilities of attuning with any of the seasons, but in this case, particularly spring and, you know, what it might hold for us and what it's been holding for me already just at the beginning and you know, we're not even, yeah, I guess we're about a week into official spring. So first, just want to name, because I said first time hopping on for solo, I think for this year, which is crazy. But going forward, I'm going to try and my idea or intention is to do about one solo a month, something like that once a month or once every six weeks, because I have just have so many guests that I want to share with you all. And Hopefully you would agree that the guests that I've had so far this year have been amazing because I think they are. And it's why I love doing a podcast. One of the reasons I love doing the podcast is one, I get to be with people I already know well and admire so much and I'm inspired by and then get to share them with you all. And then two, people that I don't know all that well, sometimes I'm meeting them for the first time. And sometimes, and I might know their work, but I didn't know them or, you know, just have this opportunity to like dig in and get to know somebody. So the, the whole spectrum is already represented in this year, you know, so I, I don't even want to say like some are really big names like Marianne Williamson and the week after this episode is aired, the opportunity to air an episode with David G, just really prominent and formidable force in the meditation, mindfulness, consciousness world. Perdita Finn and Clark Strand, authors of two books that have really shifted the course of my life in the last, well, kind of a couple of years because I've been familiar, but even more so, I would say in the last six months. So highly recommend checking all of these out. But that doesn't mean that all the others that I've had on, you know, range from moms talking about their specific mother journey to um, women or people who are mothering something big in their life, like a new career or a new business. And, you know, how it all is to rewrite the mother code, because we are learning as women and as people that we all mother, you know, we just a foundational core piece of rewrite the mother code is that all women mother really, I believe, Everyone has the power of the mother in them and do mother things. But I think it is a particularly a woman's honor, privilege because of our physical makeup and the fact that we live with not just this metaphor, but this capacity to conceive, create and give birth to children, which is so miraculous. If you ever just stop and think about the fact that a baby is made and comes into being within a woman 
It's just incredible to me. Anyway, and that's going to relate to our topic. Maybe I'll segue there. Okay, I will. Um, Let's segue into spring because spring is a time of birth. It's, you know, literally a time in some species and animals of like the birthing time. It's always considered in many cultures that I've been uh, aware of and, you know, studied somewhat or learned about is the theme of fertility definitely is weaves its way in so much during this time because you know in in some way or another in most of our systems you know spring in some way or another there's something new is growing right um i have learned that spring is very you know winter into spring is very different in spending time down here in Zihuatanejo, Mexico than it is where i grew up in the midwest in michigan or you know illinois chicago So, but there are similarities and patterns that I think are what we're going to focus on, Uh, whether, whether the weather is anything like what I've just described in those two scenarios or somewhere in between, there is a fact of, of something that has been dying or, you know, in hibernation or kind of in its process of regeneration and, and working, whether it's a literal, you know, hibernation, going to sleep or kind of a dying off, which is what I see happen down here with the dry season is it goes from very lush and green at the end of the rainy season to very brown and desert-like by the end of spring and into summer. So there's this potential. And I think, you know, what I would love for us when we're looking at rewriting our mother codes and, and looking at what really supports us to mother ourselves, first and foremost, as we mother others and other things and careers and projects and dreams and pets and businesses and books and, you know, whatever it is. And of course, our children, if you have children, this season of mothering is very much about and focused on giving and providing and, you know, using our resources and our valuable resources to provide. So this opportunity in spring to connect with that. Like what you just think about the season for yourself, like what metaphors for you, wherever you are, you know, come to mind when you think of the season of spring, you know, is it, is it about blossoming? Is it about, you know, if you think about physically, you know, winter where it's dark and gray and there's more sunshine, there's rain in a lot of places during spring. Um, I grew up, you know, with the little ditty April showers, bring May flowers um, so right there, you know, we see it present. So whatever, you know, you think about, or, you know, you know, that happens like to the earth during this time and, you know, how, if you're in any kind of agricultural farming area that relies on the seasons in the same way, you know, this is a time to now plant, to now think about what is it, what is the the crop I want to grow? You know, and if we think of that metaphorically, we can think about that in our lives. What are goals or intentions I set at the beginning of the year? Maybe I've been acting on them, you know, to a certain degree, but maybe I've been more in the dreamy vision place uh, when it comes to thinking about what I want for the year. But now it's time in spring uh, where we can really tune in and focus. Maybe I was trying a lot of things and thinking about a lot of things, but now it's gotten really clear. Nope, you know, where I'm going to put the energy, my energy for the rest of the year is going to be in these activities or these new behaviors that I might want to practice or start bringing into my life. So for me, I like to mark the seasons in in ritual type ways in reading, in 
um, getting acclimated, looking through the lens of other cultures and how they honor the seasons. And particularly in more ancient times when we were more connected to the earth, to the elements, to the seasons. And, you know, they were used really explicitly. And um, we were looking to nature, to what we did and and how we acted. Um, Whereas, you know, in our modern culture, particularly in the U.S., it's really easy to barely even notice the season, you know, other than, oh, I can get outside a little more, or isn't it nice, you know, I don't have to clear my car off with snow, and I can get to work easier. But what does it mean to really take a little bit of time and attune to the season in one way or the other? And that's why, you know, when I started thinking about producing the visions I had about doing retreats and leading retreats related to Rewrite the Mother Code, I don't know if it was obvious as much as more my desire that I knew I needed more connection uh, to the season and the elements. And like, you know, you just can't do that enough. And it was a good excuse to dive in and relate and really be with any and all of the seasons. So I decided to take that focus. And last year, some of you may know, if you're new and listening, I did my first spring equinox self-mothering retreat down here in Mexico. And it was beyond met my expectations of all the things that I wanted, which was this reconnection, but reconnection through the elements to myself, right? Not just for the sake of interest, which is one thing, but to actually attune myself and use the fact that pyramids and, you know, we visit on the retreat, we visit uh, an ancient site, a pre-Mayan site, you know, there was a reason they aligned these pyramids and sacred sites to the equinoxes, to the solstices, and, you know, would have ceremonies and rituals in those places to, you know, embody, imbue, and work for themselves in whatever way. I can't pretend to know exactly, you know, what their intentions were, but you don't go to that trouble if you don't think there's something powerful going on or that there isn't potential in, you know, if we want to think about in our day and age, meditating, you know, on it. But harnessing and making good use of the season, I think uh, can really lend itself. And so that's definitely what happened for me. And I am already planning out, maybe it'll be a whole podcast episode, but for sure a newsletter on my experience of this past, just um, about a week and a half ago of the, uh, of this, this year's second um, spring equinox self-mothering retreat. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay? And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, 
the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone, I will be honest. You know, if that idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. But I think particularly for me, the wars of rebirth, releasing, you know, I think spring's a time to spring clean, release what isn't useful to you anymore. And that could be thoughts, behaviors, relationships, you know, a letting go of things that you thought maybe were going to work out and be, but you just really are clear, you know, like the clothes that don't fit in your closet or have been out of date for a long time, but you just hang on to them because I don't know, you paid a lot of money for it or it still looks kind of cute on you. You know, it's time to make room for the new. And it really is a time to look at your internal landscape and sometimes doing the external things like spring cleaning, just, you know, for this release aspect and, you know, emotionally that can look, you know, something we do is some very uh, deep breathwork practices and, and a sweat lodge, what's called down here, a Temascal. And that's how I entered, you know, the retreat is from that space of like, there are some stuff I really, you know, and some things that have gone down this year and this past year for me that really imperative for me, if I want my full energy going forth to release and let go of. So the release rebirth. So then it's looking at like, well, then what do I want to, if I'm releasing all this and I'm creating space, what do I want to put in that space? How do I want to be? What's my, what's my vision for myself in Maybe I've articulated a broader vision for myself and my mothering, but now in the season of spring, what's my vision for myself? How do I want to use this season particularly to move my vision forward? And what goals might I have to follow and put some some structure, some more masculine yang structure on the vision, the more sensory grounded, intuitive, value-based aspects that I want more of and I tend to have, but having some concrete steps that are going to help lead me there really makes a big difference. So that's one of the big invitations, right? If you haven't ever written a vision for yourself, I'm happy to help you do that. I love doing that in my coaching. And it's a big part of rewriting the mother code is, you know, once you let go of old paradigms and you've, you know, really done the deep work to 
look at, you know, what isn't serving me in my mothering, but that generalizes everywhere. And I'm letting go of those, releasing them. I I need a vision for what what it's going to look like in in its place. And that we can do very thoughtfully and, you know, amidst the metaphor of the seasons and amidst that. And then I love the fertility abundance aspect of it, you know, and the the whole, sometimes, I mean, I was raised in a Catholic paradigm. And so Easter, you know, the time of Christ's resurrection. So the, if we just take that, however you want to take it, but the being reborn, you know, the old died, but that I can, I can create and bring forth new life in my life. Phoenix rising from the ashes, you know, is another metaphor at this time. But also there was a way in ancient cultures that, you know, when a new culture came in, in order to not like, in order to have a friendly infiltration, (laughs) oftentimes what would happen is the new culture would just, you know, kind of navigate around or usurp the current practices. And that was definitely done in in Celtic or, you know, goddess revering times where the goddess of a star, goddess Astare, might be saying that wrong you know, is what we know. Interesting how, you know, the basically is the same word as Easter. Where else would we get that word, right? And even if you're just following that practice culturally with Easter bunnies, you know, why bunnies? Oh, okay. Well, they're prolific and uh, they produce at a high rate um, and eggs, you know, which have always held a very deep meaning in many cultures, the cosmic egg you know, the hard shell on the outside and what's in the inside with life and some really beautiful metaphors of the egg. So painting them, and then there are practical reasons to do it too, but the, you know, that all that's always all mixed together, which I think is beautiful. So we've done, we've looked at rebirth, we've looked at releasing, you know, this regeneration, regeneration of the earth, you know, we've run into trouble by trying to just use the same soil over and over again and not let some areas kind of lay at rest for a bit and let them regenerate. And we don't have to be full on in, in all the areas, even though they all mean a lot to us or have importance to us. They doesn't mean that, you know, we should try and keep a whole field um, in operation in that way. There's time sometimes for a rest in an area and I'll, it's on my list, but I'll get to, I'll get back to it and let that kind of, you know, work its way and, and let the earth do its work on that. And I think you know, for me in this really beautiful time, spring's always been a favorite season of mine. I I love flowers. I love all of everything, you know, bursting forth with life. You know, where I grew up with the trees blossoming in the way they do, they're this beautiful bright green at first, and then the green kind of darkens um, through the season before then they burst in flames in the color at the end. But that beautiful, like new green leaves, those tender shoots that come up and then, you know, seeing that progression in, a, in an area that had been dark and gray and kind of dead. And same thing happens here, you know, as everything bursts into life with the first rain. It isn't so much a day, but rain, you know, then replenishes, refuels, you know, feeds the life that's here and brings it forth in a whole new, in a whole new, for its whole new next cycle in life. So I'm hoping as you're listening to this, you're thinking about your life you're thinking about what are the areas where where have I known or you know thought I should be doing some releasing, but to do some practices that really do help you to intentionally release the old and make space for the new and then plant, intentionally choose what it is that you want in your new fields and in your garden, and then how you're going to water it. How is it 
you know, you got to do the planting, you got to tend to the garden, you got to keep the weeds pulled. And that's a lot of what summer's about, right? But uh, even in these early stages and understand and have, I think it's also because things are so new and tender and new life. And I'm thinking about lambs and I know there's like a lambing season is very big in the spring. You know, they're this tender new life and uh, that we see these tender new shoots and these new ideas, these new ways of being that we're that compassionate with ourselves as we would be a, you know, a literal new life that we treat ourselves in that same manner. And I think I can leave us with that. I just so would love, obviously, to hear if or what you're resonating with in this episode. And please feel free to message me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. You can DM me there if you're interested in doing a breathwork coaching or something that, you know, would aid you, um, assist, you know, in your rebirth and replenishment in this season. I'm always open for that and would love it. So blessings on your spring and this beginning of this season, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.